This is the London Visited podcast on your favourite podcast provider, bringing to you the facts, history and information about different parts of this great capital. If you have been to London, are planning on visiting, live here or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Steve and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London and to tell you more behind some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode, we go back to Richmond Park for our second and final look at this fantastic place. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. The park's boundary wall and 10 other buildings are grade two listed. Hamgate Lodge built in 1742, Holly Lodge, formerly known as Bog Lodge, and the Game Larder in its courtyard built in 1735. Pembroke Lodge, Richmond Gate and Richmond Gate Lodge, dated 1798 and designed by Sir John Soane. Thatched House Lodge and White Ash Lodge and its barns and stables built in the 1730s or 1740s. The Freeboard, or Deer Leap is a strip of land 5 metres, 16 foot 6 inches wide, running around the most of the perimeter of the park. Owned by the Crown, it allows access to the outside of the boundary wall for inspection and repairs. Householders, whose property backs onto the park, can use this land by paying an annual fee. Holly Lodge In 1735, a new lodge, Cooper's Lodge, was built on the site of the hill farm. It was later known as Lucas's Lodge and as Bog Lodge. Bog Lodge was renamed Holly Lodge in 1993 and now contains a visitor centre, the park's administrative headquarters and a base for the Metropolitan Police Royal Park's Operational Command Unit. Holly Lodge also includes the Holly Lodge Centre, an organisation which provides an opportunity for people of all ages and abilities to enjoy and learn from a series of hands-on experiences, focusing particularly on the environment and the Victorian history and heritage of Richmond Park. The centre, which is wheelchair accessible throughout, was opened in 1994. It was founded by Mike Fitt, who was then the Royal Park Superintendent of Richmond Park and later became Deputy Chief Executive of London's Royal Parks. Pembroke Lodge and some associated houses stand in their own garden within the park. In 1847, Pembroke Lodge became the home of then Prime Minister Lord John Russell and was later the childhood home of his grandson, Bertrand Russell. It is now a popular restaurant with views across the Thames Valley. Thatched House Lodge was the second London home of the United States General Dwight D. Eisenhower during the Second World War. During 1963, it has been the residence of Princess Alexandra, the Honourable Lady Ogilvy. It was originally built as two houses in 1673 for two Richmond Park keepers as Aldridge Lodge. Enlarged in 1727, the two houses were joined and renamed Thatched House Lodge in 1771 by Sir John Soane. The gardens include an 18th century two-room thatched summer house, which gave the house its name. Built as a hunting lodge for George II by the architect Roger Morris, Wide Lodge was completed in 1730. Its many famous residents have included members of the royal family. The future king, King Edward VIII, was born at White Lodge in 1894. His brother, Prince Albert, Duke of York, the future George VI, and the Duchess of York, later Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother, lived here in the 1920s. The Royal Ballet School, formerly Sadler's Wells Ballet, has been based here since 1955 at White Lodge, where young ballet students continue to be trained. Bishop's Gate Lodge takes its name from a gamekeeper who was on the staff in the first half of the 19th century. 
a reference dated 1854 said that the keeper had had access to the lodge for the past 50 years. The lodge is not shown on the 1813 plan of the park, but appears on the plans of 1850 and its layout seems to have changed little from that time. It forms part of the view over the park and beyond. That is much favoured by amateur painters. Oak Lodge near Sidmouth Wood was built around 1852 as a home for the park bailiff, who was responsible for repair and maintenance in the park. It's used by the Royal Parks as its base for a similar function today. There are also gate lodges at Coalhole Gate, Kingston Gate, Robin Hood Gate, Roehampton Gate, and at Sheen Gate, which also was a bungalow, Sheen Gate Bungalow. Ladderstill Cottage at Ladderstill Gate was built in the 1780s. Several buildings already existed within the park when it was created. One of these was a manor house at Petersham, which was renamed Petersham Lodge. During the Commonwealth period, it became accommodation for one of the park's deputy keepers, Ludwig Charlil, or Carlyle, who was a renowned playwright in his day, and his wife, Joan Carlyle, one of the first women to practice painting professionally. Elizabeth, Countess of Dysart, and her husband, Sir Lionel Tollymarch, took over Petersham Lodge when they became joint keepers of Richmond Park. After Tollymarch's death, the lodge and its surrounding land were leased in 1686 to Lawrence Hyde, Earl of Rochester, whose sister, Anne, was married to the new king, James II. It became a private park and was subsequently landscaped. By 1692, Rochester Park had demolished the lodge and replaced it with a splendid new mansion in his new park. In 1732, a new Petersham Lodge was built to replace it after a fire. This Petersham Lodge was demolished in 1835. Professor Sir Richard Owen, the first director of the Natural History Museum, lived at Sheen Cottage until his death in 1892. The cottage was destroyed by enemy action in 1944. The remains of the cottage can be seen in patches and irregularities in the wall, 220 metres from Sheen Gate. A bandstand, similar to the one in Kensington Gardens, was erected near Richmond Gate in 1931. In 1975, after many years of disuse, it was moved to Regent's Park. There is a protected view of St Paul's Cathedral from King Henry's Mount, and also from Sawyer's Hill, a view of central London, in which the London Eye, Tower 42, formerly the NatWest Tower, and 30 St Mary's Axe, the Gherkin, appear to be close to one another. King Henry's Mount, which may have been a Neolithic burial burrow, was listed in 2020 by Historic England, along with another unnamed mound in the park, which could be a long burrow. King Henry's Mount is located within the public gardens of Pembroke Lodge. At various times, the mound's name has been connected with Henry VIII or with his father, Henry VII. However, there is no evidence to support the legend that Henry VIII stood on the mound to watch for a sign from St Paul's that Anne Boleyn had been executed at the tower and that he was then free to marry Jane Seymour. To the west of King Henry's Mound is a panorama of the Thames Valley. St Paul's Cathedral, over 10 miles away, 16 kilometres to the east, can be seen by the naked eye or via a telescope that has been installed on the mound. This vista, created soon after the cathedral was completed in 1710, is protected by a dome and a half, width of the sky on either side. In 2005, the then Mayor of London, Ken Livingston, sought to overturn this protection and reduce it to half a dome. In 2009, his successor, Boris Johnson, promised to reinstate the wider view, though also approving a development of Victoria Station, which, when completed, will obscure its right-hand corner. New gates, the way, which can be viewed through King Henry's Mound Telescope, were installed in 2002 on the edge of the Sidmouth Wood to mark the 300th anniversary of St Paul's. 
In December 2016, it was reported that Manhattan Loft Gardens, a 42-story, 135-metre-tall apartment building under construction in Stratford, an area of London not covered by these planning restrictions, had destroyed the view of the park, as it can now be seen behind the framed view of the cathedral's dome. The developers said that, despite going through the correct planning processes in a public and transparent manner, at no point was the subject of visual impact to St Paul's ever raised by the Olympic Delivery Authority or the Greater London Authority, and that they were looking into the issues raised by the development. In November 2017, the Friends of Richmond Park reported that their campaigning on the issue had resulted in the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, instructing London planners to consult the Greater London Authority on planning requests for high-rise buildings which, if built, could affect the visibility of St Paul's from established viewpoints. His instruction has now been incorporated into planning procedures across Greater London. The park's open slopes and woods are based on lowland acid soils. The grassland is mostly managed by grazing. The park contains numerous woods and copses, some created with donations from members of the public. Between 1819 and 1835, Lord Sidmouth, Deputy Ranger, established several new plantations and enclosures, including Sidmouth Wood and the ornamental Isabella Plantation, both of which are fenced to keep the deer out. After World War II, the existing woodland at Isabella Plantation was transformed into the Woodland Garden and is organically run, resulting in a rich flora and fauna. Open to the public in 1953, it is now a major visitor attraction in its own right. It is best known for the flowering in April and May of its evergreen azaleas and camellias, which have been planted next to its ponds and streams. There are also many rare and unusual trees and shrubs. The Jubilee Plantation, created to commemorate the Golden Jubilee of Queen Victoria, was established in 1887. Prince Charles's spinney was planted out in 1951 with trees protected from the deer by fences to preserve a natural habitat. The Bluebell Glade is managed to encourage native British bluebells. Tech Plantation, established in 1905, commemorates the Duke and Duchess of Tech, who lived at White Lodge. Their daughter Mary married George V. Tercentenary Plantation, in 1937, marked the 300th anniversary of the enclosure of the park. Victory Plantation was established in 1946 to mark the end of the Second World War. Queen Mother's Copse, a small triangular enclosure on the Woodland Hill, halfway between Robin Hood Gate and Hamgate, was established in 1980 to commemorate the 80th birthday of Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother. The park lost over 1,000 mature trees during the Great Storm of 1987 and the Burns' Day Storm of 1990. The subsequent replanting included a new plantation, Two Storms Wood, a short distance into the park from Sheen Gate. Some extremely old trees can be seen inside this enclosure. Bone Copse, which was named in 2005, was started by the Bone family in 1988 by purchasing and planting a tree from park authorities in memory of Bessie Bone, who died that year. Trees have been added annually, and in 1994, her husband Frederick Bone also died. The annual planting has been continued by their children. The park's Platinum Jubilee Woodland, marking the Platinum Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II, was opened by Sir David Attenborough in March 2023. Poets' Corner, an area at the north end of Pembroke Lodge Gardens, commemorates the poet James Thompson, 1700-1748, who was living in Richmond at the time of his death. A bench inscribed with the lines by Thompson, and known as Poet's Seat, is located there. Sculpted by Richard Farrington, it was based on an idea by Jane Fowles. A wooden memorial plaque with the Ode to Thompson by the writer and the historian John Henned Jesse was located near Pembroke Lodge Stables, where it was installed in 1851. The plaque was replaced by the Selborne Society in 1895. 
In 2014, Poet's Corner was recited to the other side of the main path, and the ode, on a regilded board, was installed in a completely new oak frame. The new Poet's Corner, funded by the Friends of Richmond Park and the Visitor Centre at Pembroke Lodge, and by a donation in the memory of Wendy Vishal, also includes three curved benches made from reclaimed teak. The benches are inscribed with a couplet by the Welsh poet W.H. Davis. A poor life this, if, full of care, we have no time to stand and stare. King Henry's Mound is inscribed with a few lines from Thompson's poem, The Seasons. Poet's Corner is linked to King Henry's Mound by the John Beard LeBaron Arch, named after one of Pembroke Lodge's garden's former charge hands. The arch has a display of yellow flowers in May. In 2002, a musical bench was placed in a favoured viewing spot of rock singer and lyricist Ian Dury, 1942-2000, near Poets' Corner. On the back of the bench are the words, Reasons to be Cheerful, the title of one of Dury's songs. The solar-powered seat was intended to allow visitors to plug in and listen to eight of his songs, as well as an interview, but was subjected to repeated vandalism. In 2015, the bench was refurbished and the MP3 players and solar panels were replaced with metal plates on which a QR code can be scanned via a smartphone. Visitors can access nine Ian Jury in the Blockhead songs and can hear Jury's Desert Island Discs interview with Sue Lawley, first broadcast on BBC Radio 4 on the 15th of December 1996. Originally created for deer hunting, Richmond Park now has 630 red and fallow deer that roam freely within much of the park. A cull takes place every November and February to ensure numbers can be sustained. About 200 deer are culled annually and the meat is sold to licensed game dealers. Some deer are also killed in road accidents through ingesting litter such as small items of plastic or by dogs. Many of the deer in Richmond Park are infected with a bacteria which can be transmitted to humans through a tick bite, causing Lyme disease. The park is an important refuge for other wildlife, including woodpeckers, squirrels, rabbits, snakes, frogs, toads, stag beetles, and many other insects, plus numerous ancient trees and variety of fungi. It is particularly notable for its rare beetles. Richmond Park supports a large population of ring-necked or rose-ringed parakeets. These bred from birds that escaped or were freed from captivity. There are about 30 ponds in the park, some including Barnwood Park, Bishop's Pond, Gallows Pond, Leg of Mutton Park, Martin's Pond and White Ash Pond have been created to drain the land or provide water for livestock. The pen ponds, which in the past were used to rear carp for food, date from 1746. They were formed when a trench was dug in the early 17th century to drain a boggy area. Later in that century, this was widened and deepened by the extraction of gravel for local building. The ponds now take in water from streams flowing from the higher grounds around them and release it to Beverly Brook. Beverly Brook and the two Penns Ponds are the most visible areas of water in the park. Beverly Brook rises at Cuddington Recreation Ground in Worcester Park and enters the park, where it has followed the Tasman Trail and the Beverly Walk at Robin Hood Gate, creating a water feature used by deer, smaller animals, and water grasses, and some water lilies. Its name is derived from the former presence in the river of the European beaver, a species extinct in Britain since the 16th century. Most of the streams in the park drain into Beverly Brook, but a spring above Dan's Pond flows into join Sudbrook from Southbrook on the park boundary. Sudbrook flows through a small valley known as Ham Dip and has been dampened and enlarged in two places to form Ham Dip Pond and Ham Gate Pond, first mapped in 1861 and 1754 respectively. These were created for the watering of deer. Both ponds underwent restoration work, including desilting, which was completed in 2013. 
Sunbrook drains the western escarpment of the hill. That, to the east, forms part of the catchment of Beverly Brook, and to the south, the Hogsmill River. Sudbrook is joined by the Latchmere Stream, just above Hamgate Pond. Sudbrook then flows into Sudbrook Park, Petersham. Another stream rises to the north of Sidmouth Wood and goes through Conduit Wood towards the park boundary near Bog Gate. A separate water system for Isabella Plantation was developed in the 1950s. Water from the Upper Penn Pond is pumped into Still Pond, Thompson's Pond and Pegg's Pond. The park's newest pond is Attenborough Pond, opened by and named after the broadcaster and naturalist Sir David Attenborough in July 2014. It was created as part of the park's Ponds and Streams Conservation Program. Richmond Park has been a location of several films and TV series. A locomotive runs through the park and crashes into a tree in the Ealing Studios comedy film The Titfield Thunderbolt from 1953. The park was used as a backdrop for the classical historical film Anne of a Thousand Days from 1969 with Richard Burton and Genevieve Bayard, which looks back to what is now Richmond in the 16th century. The film tells the story of King Henry VIII's courtship with Anne Boleyn and their brief marriage. The Royal Ballet School in Richmond Park featured in the film Billy Elliot in 2000. In 2010, director Guy Ritchie filmed parts of the Sherlock Holmes, a game of shadows in the park with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Some of the scenes from Into the Woods from 2014, the Disney fantasy film featuring Meryl Streep, were filmed in the park. As well as a location for films, Richmond Park is regularly featured in television programs, corporate videos and fashion shoots. It's made an appearance on Blue Peter, Inside Out and Spring Watch. Most recently, it was the subject of a nature documentary, Richmond Park, National Nature Reserve, presented by Sir David Attenborough and produced by the Friends of Richmond Park, which has won the best long-form film at the 2018 National Charity Film Awards. So, I hope you've enjoyed our two-part look at Richmond Park and its rich history and also nature. If you'd like to make contact with us and suggest any places that you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk, or through our social media. Is that easy? Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.